I don't know. I was feeling like earlier I was, I was debating whether or not to do this. And uh, usually when I'm debating whether or not to do something, I should probably just do it. Um, but I was just feeling like there was just a lot of love in this place right now. And so I just wanted to sing a song and sing it together. It's a very, it's a simple song. You all know it, so you can sing along. Yes, it is. So, uh, no, I just feel like there's a lot of love in this place. So you can sing along, you can receive it, just uh, whatever. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Let's pray again. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you that, Jesus, you love us. That you love each and every person in this room. That, Lord, you chose each and every person in this room to be yours. And to be yours forever. And to just experience the fullness of your love, God. Without fear, without shame, without condemnation, God. That we could always boldly approach the throne of grace. That we would find mercy and grace in our time of needs, God. Because you love us, Lord. And you want us to draw near to you, God. That you may draw near to us. Oh, we thank you so much, Lord, that when we are weak, you are strong. And that tonight, God, you're really wanting to just, (laughs) that we would just love you, God. And that we would grow in that love. We would just be released into new levels of intimacy, of prayer, of persistence and steadfastness, God. Because we love you, Lord. We want more of you, God. And Father, we are willing to do whatever we got to do, Lord, to have that, God. Because we know, Lord, you have done And you continue to do above and beyond, God, for us, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, now we can can hit the lights. God is good, amen? Oh, hallelujah. How are you guys doing? You you feeling good? You feeling strong? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Christian was so right. Like, it didn't sound like anybody was fasting during worship. And then... uh, I started, I started jumping around and I started getting like really like lightheaded and I was like, oh snap, I'm fasting. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop this. This is, it's crazy. All right. Yeah. And about this fast, like yesterday I was doing my quiet time and I'm reading through the book of Job and it just so happened I was in Job 23 and verse 12 stuck out to me. And I guess it was kind of confirmation. It said, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my portion of food. I was like, hmm, I guess we're supposed to be fasting. You know, it's like on the first day and everything. All right, but that's not what I'm speaking about tonight. So I want everyone to open up your Bibles to Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18. It's chapter 18. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, so we're going to be reading from uh, the message I have for you tonight. It's a short message, hopefully. Uh, but um, the message I have for you tonight is from Luke 18. And we're going to be reading from verses 1 to 8. All right, so if you're there in the ESV, let's just uh, read it all together. All right, one, two, three, she jack. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you. He will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? John Michael, you're like really good with the reading. I was like, John Michael's keeping the pace. That's good. Hallelujah. All right, so I want to speak to you tonight from this parable, the parable of the persistent widow. All right, so we all know this parable. It's about this this widow, this Ajuma, who goes to this judge. And she just starts bugging him about giving justice. And eventually he's like, you know what? I'm just going to give you what you want because you keep bothering me. Right? And Jesus gives this as an example. And a lot of people preach about this to say that we got to be like this Ajima. We got to be like this widow. You know, we got to be very, very persistent. Right? But I, I don't, I don't want to really speak about that tonight. I want to speak about really about the foundations of persistent prayer. The things that we have to first know and do if we're going to even be persistent. We want to be persistent in prayer during this 21 day fast. Amen. Amen. And so let's let's go straight into it. Let's go to verse one. I'm just going to read it. And he told them, he being Jesus, a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to lose heart. Right here, when Jesus is talking, he's talking to his disciples and he tells them this parable that they ought always to pray what what it means right here when it says always it means to be constant in prayer to be praying all the time in the spirit to pray without ceasing this is what jesus is talking about when he says they ought always to pray it's talking about praying at all times and when we when we're in this fast we want to be praying at all times right we want to be like just praying if we're in the grocery store, if we're just like at the hog one, we're teaching, you know, just shut up, you know. All right, let's go to the next one. Like we want to be praying all the time. But see, there's there's a couple things about this because, see, Jesus points out that you've got to be praying all the time. But then he also says that you can't lose heart. They ought to be praying always and not lose heart. And so you need this message tonight. You need this message tonight. Tell your neighbor right now, say, I need this message. Tell him, I say, I need this message. Because, see, I'm going I'm to tell you two things. I'm going to tell you two very clear things that you need. You need this message tonight. Because if you don't get this message deep down into your spirit tonight, at the end of this 21-day fast, you're just going to be skinny. 
That's it. Like, you're just going to be skinny. You're just going you're just going you're just going to lose weight. That's all it's going to be. You're just going to lose a lot of weight at the end of this 21 day fast. But you got to get this message down deep in your spirit because all of us have things that we want to happen for this 21 day fast. And so it's, it's of that importance. You got to get it. All right. So the foundations of prayer. I'm going to keep going. He said, he said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. The message tonight, the two points I'll give them to you right in the beginning. You got to know what you want and you got to know where to get it. You, you got to know what you want. Everyone say, I got to know what I want. Yeah, say it with some. Go ahead, put something on it. Put something on it. I gotta know what I want, and I gotta know where to get it. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. See, that's the that's the two things right there. You gotta know what you want, and you gotta know where to get it. If you're gonna be praying always during this fast, if you're gonna be having this lifestyle of prayer to where you don't lose heart, because it's very easy. For us to start, as, as Pastor Christian was talking about, it's so easy for us to sign up for the 21-day fast. And at the beginning, it's like, yeah, fasting, yeah. Day 15 hits. <sighs> that chocolate looks real good right now. Oh, that, that bagel, that bagel looks amazing right now. Sorry, I'm sorry. Everyone always talks about chocolate. I'm sorry, Samo. We, we, we calling you out. But you got to know these two things. And so we're going to see in this passage how this widow, how this Ajima, she knew exactly what she wanted. And she knew exactly where she needed to go to get it. So the first thing, there was this widow and in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. Right. The first thing, the first thing that you got to know is you got to know what you want. This widow knew exactly what she wanted. What did the widow want? She wanted justice, right? When I, when I read this passage and I thought about it, I just thought of like this old, like this small little ajima, like in the subway. You know, like when you're in the subway and you're trying to find a place to sit, sit, and it's that ajima who's like so persistent. She throws her bag right into the seat right before you're about to sit down and then pushes everyone out of the way to sit into it. Like that's what I was thinking of is like that kind of ajima. Like that kind of widow, because she's so persistent. She has a singleness of purpose. She knows what she wants. She wants justice against her adversary. And so this is a biblical principle that many of us miss. We're, we're, not like this, we're not like this widow where we know exactly what we want. This widow wanted justice. But so many of us, when we enter into things, we don't, we're not very clear about what we want. We're not very clear to God about what we want. We don't speak in specifics with God. We come to God and we say, Oh God, no, not, not me, not me, not my will. No, no, Lord, not my will, not what I want. Just, just whatever you want, your will, your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. And that's biblical. Jesus prayed that exact prayer, right? But we forget that right before that, Jesus was like, Father, take this cup away from me because this is too much for me. Jesus told the Father exactly what he wanted. Now, the, the Father may have said no, but he told him exactly what he wanted. And it's very important for you to know exactly what you want 
Because if you don't, it's very easy for the enemy to come in. And he'll, he'll come in with all kinds of other things. If you're not very clear about what you want in this 21 day fast, if you're, if you're not clear about what you want, that you don't want, oh Lord, you know, I just want breakthrough. How are you going to notice when the breakthrough comes? How are you going to notice when you get exactly what you've been praying for? So many of us think it's wrong for us to come before God and ask and ask exactly what we want. But the nature of relationship is to recognize wants and desires. When God invites you into a relationship, when he invites you into intimacy, he's not just simply saying, you take everything from me. Everything that I say, everything that I say, everything that I say, everything that I say, everything that I want. Nothing that you want. No, he's saying, I want relationship with you. What do you want? Jesus said, abide in me and I in you and you can ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. What do you want? This this widow, she wanted justice. And in the in the Greek, it means avenge. It means that something was done to her that was wrong. There was something that was taken away from her in which she needed justice. She needed something to be avenged. And for many of us in this 21 day fast, there's things that we need justice for. Whether it's illness. Where the enemy has come into our lives and has taken things from us that are rightfully ours. Whether it's health, whether it's salvation, our families being unjustly taken, snatched away, whether it's poverty. But you got to be clear with God about what you want. See, in, in the book of James, it says we have not because we ask not. And so we got to know exactly what we want. We got to want we got to know that we want justice. That we want the things in our lives that have been wronged to be made right again. Amen? Like what things in your life right now are wrong that you want to be made right? Brokenness. Brokenness. We want brokenness to be broken off. Yeah, I want brokenness to be broken off. I don't want to be broke. I want all my needs met according to his riches and glory. Therefore, if right now my needs aren't being met, there's something wrong. Therefore, I need justice. But you got to come before the Lord and really ask him that. We, we expect God to just be like, oh, read my mind, God. You know everything. You're omniscient. You're sitting up there. You know my thoughts. You know my heart. I don't even have to say anything. I can just sit here. <laughs> what kind of relationship is that? Like, what if, like, Christian and Aaron, they just sat there and Christian just sat there and was like, you know everything about me. I'm just going to sit here. You don't even have to talk to me. I, you know everything. After a while, Aaron's going to get pretty annoyed. It's going to get it because it's annoying. It's annoying when you're just in a one way relationship. It's, an, it's annoying. I speak from personal experience. Which, you know, like you ever had someone come up to you and they, they, they expect you to like read their mind. There's no relationship in that. You got to speak out what you want and you expect to get that need met. God's the same way. Even though he knows our thoughts, even though he knows our heart, he wants us to speak it out. Because when you speak it out, there's faith to that. When you speak it out, there's an intimacy to that. And so you got to start clarifying what you want from this fast. What you want during this time. There was a widow in the city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice. 
against my adversary. See, Christians today enter into the place of prayer and we don't know what we want from God. We have this, say you're like in debt. You're broke. And you come into the place of prayer and you don't really ask for anything to be done. Where's the faith in that? God, I have this $2,000 debt. Lord, I, I, your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. So many Christians do that and they pray that way. And then what ends up happening is they end up justifying their poverty. They end up justifying their debt. They end up justifying their illness, justifying their lack because they're not coming to God with true faith and really asking. Jesus said, ask and you will what? Seek and you will knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, they what? They receive it. Everyone who seeks, they find. Everyone who knocks, the door is open. But you got to ask. And the second thing about this, this, this widow is that she knew where she needed to go to get it. This Ajma needed justice. This widow needed justice. So where did she go? She went to the judge. She needed, she needed justice against her adversary, and so she went to the judge. So many of us, when we have these needs, we don't, we know what we want, but now, but then we don't go to the right place to get it. Like you need, like you need financial breakthroughs, so you just work harder. Or you get a second job. You're going to the wrong place to get it. It's like us wanting an outpouring and going to like E-Mart to try and get it. You got to know, if you know what you want, you got to know then where you got to go get it. If we want an outpouring, we got to go to the one whose wells never run dry. If you want justice, you got to go to the judge. If you want North Korea to be opened, you got to go to the one whose government sits on his shoulders. If you want breakthrough, you got to go to the Lord of the breakthrough. It's like we can't, we can't walk in a way in which we know what we want, but then we're afraid to really bring it before God. We never bring it before the one who has everything that we need. If you need, if you need an outpouring, you go to the one who has the floodgates, right? So that's what we're supposed to be doing in this fast, is bringing it all before the one who can give it to us. But it's not something that's just supposed to happen here in these five nights of knocking or the all night prayer meetings. But it's something that you're supposed to take with you into your private prayer closet. That you bring it right before God. Every single need that you have. You're not just asking. You're not just praying, Lord, may you bring just simple breakthrough. May you just just make things right. But you're praying very specifically. So that then you see it happen and you know that it was God that did it. You know, so many people in this church have testimonies of where God has released favor for them in their workplace. Or he's canceled debts. You know, I, I just had a testimony of a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, where I was like behind like a couple thousand dollars on my student loan payment. And I just I felt the Lord just put it on my heart to start praying for that very specifically. Lord, bring the balance to zero, Lord. I don't want to be past due. And I just started praying very specifically, bringing it before the one who has all the riches in heaven. And then what did he do in the next week? He released it. That's because what you're supposed to do is just when you have a need, you got to be like that widow. You got to bring it to the person who can do something about it. Don't just bring your need to your friend and then y'all just sit together and you're just like, 
oh, well, I have this need and it really sucks. Oh, yeah, it does suck, doesn't it? That really sucks. Yeah, you have that need. Okay, well, oh, let's just sit here and feel bad about it. No, we bring it to God. We bring it to God in prayer. That's what this whole fast is about, is that we bring all our desires before God. And we say, Lord, you are the one who has everything, so we want you to pour out everything. We want everything from you. See, the problem with this passage is so many of us, we read this passage and we get it twisted. And we think that it's all about persistence. But persistence is only based upon the level in which you want something and then the level in which you're willing to go to that place to go get it. See, you can't be persistent. You can be persistent about something and you don't really know what you want and it's not going to do you any good. A lot of people are very persistent in prayer and they're not very specific. They don't, they just pray like in tongues the whole time or they just like pray mindless prayers and, and they don't see anything happen. Why is that? It's because you got to start praying very specifically. You got to come in with that heart of faith upon it all. Let's keep reading in the passage. The widow came and she said, give me justice against my adversary, right? She knew where she needed to go. She knew what she wanted and she knew where she wanted to get it from. And he said, for a while he refused. But afterwards he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. The widow was so persistent that he, he gave her what she wanted so that she would stop beating on his door. And the Lord says, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. See, when Jesus starts to talk, he talks about the unrighteous judge. And he says the unrighteous judge gives them, gives her what she wanted. A lot of times we interpret this passage as meaning, I got to do the exact same thing with God. I got to do the exact same thing with God. I got to just be beaten on, on God's door all the time. And God's probably like that unrighteous judge. He doesn't want to hear what I'm praying right now. I'm just bothering him so much. I'm bothering him. I'm just praying about the same thing after all. And we just have this same, we hear this lie that we're bothering God. And therefore we lose heart. We get discouraged. And we don't continue knocking. But see, Jesus talks about the judge being unrighteous because he wants to let us know that our God is not unrighteous. That instead of us going before an unrighteous judge who gets annoyed whenever the widow keeps coming to him, we, we have the opportunity to come before a God who longs for us to come to him. He longs to be gracious to us. He longs to pour out his blessing upon us when we come to him. That when you know what you want and you know where to get it and you come before God and you're just like, God, this is what I want. And I'm coming to you to get it. God longs to give that to you. And it's not that you have to give him the sacrifice of beating down his door in order to get it. Because he wants to pour it out to you in the get from the get go. He says, will he not delay over bringing it to him? No, he will give it to them speedily. That meant that God was already wanting to give it to them in the first place. And outpouring, God is already wanting to give it to this church. The nature of fasting is not that, that we beat down God's door for him to give it to us. It means that we remove all the things that are in our lives that are hindering the outpouring from actually getting in. 
Because God is wanting to give you those things. He said, whatever you ask for in prayer, it will be done for you. Religious people get very scared about that saying, oh, whatever I ask, all things. But when Jesus says, whatever you ask, he means whatever you ask. That doesn't mean, that means it can be the salvation of your family. It can be financial breakthrough. It can be whatever. It can be that you just want, you know, someone to give you a seat on the subway when you go home tonight. Because you're going to the one who has the power to give it to you. And he's willing, he's able to give it to you. See, Jesus is pointing out that there's a difference between the judge, the widow is going to, and the one that we are going to. We're not going to an unrighteous judge who is bothered when we come to him. Our judge is good. Our judge is just. Our judge, our God said that if we come to him and pray, if we humble ourselves and pray, that he will hear our cry and he will heal our land. Our judge was the one who said that he, whatever he sets before us, an open door. Our judge is the one who says he will meet all our needs according to his riches and glory. Our judge is the one who says that when we pray, if we believe that we have already received it, we have, we have, it is ours. It will be given to us. That's the kind of person that we come before when we pray. That when we pray, if we believe that we've already received it, it's ours. Our judge is someone who says that he will bring justice and he will bring it speedily. What are the unjust things in your life that you're not bringing before God? Is it your family's salvation? Is it your own personal holiness where the enemy's been ripping you down with attacks of lust, attacks of anxiety, attacks of fear? What are the unjust things in your life? Well, you got to bring them before the righteous judge so that he can bring justice in your life and bring it speedily. Our judge said that because we are abiding in him and he in us by his spirit, that none of our requests will be denied. And not only that, that he won't delay. Did you know that he's not going to delay in bringing this outpouring? He's not going to delay to bring that outpouring to this church. It is unjust for our church to not see signs and wonders. It is unjust for us to go out on the streets and pray for people and not see them healed. It is unjust for us to go and across the street in Itaewon see transgender bars and to see up the, up the street to see the mosques. It's unjust to see across the street to see women being enslaved. It's unjust. And we want justice to come speedily. That when we pray, it's unjust to see people in North Korea being beaten down, being enslaved, and being under oppression. It is unjust. It is unjust to see your family members stricken with cancer. It is unjust to see your bank accounts being completely ripped dry and you're living off nothing. It's unjust to see abuse in your family. It's unjust. So he's saying, bring it before the righteous judge. That he will bring justice and he will not delay, but he will bring it speedily to those who cry out day and night. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do we want as a church? 
Do we want signs and wonders? Do we want to see healing? Do we want to see breakthrough? What do you want? What do you want in your personal life? And are you willing to bring it before him? Do you believe that God is good? Do you really believe that God is good? That you can bring anything before him and it will be done for you. This widow knew that that guy was not good. It was known that the, the judge was unrighteous. That he feared, he didn't fear God nor man, but she brought it to him anyways. But how much more for us? Because we have a God that is good. We have a God that loves us. We have a God that is wanting to meet every single need. That verse, the Lord our God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. I'm realizing that's like a, that's a vindicating verse for me. That's a vindicating verse. That is a proclamation that every area in your life where there is lack, he is wanting to meet it with riches and glory. That is a proclamation in every area where there is not glory showing up in your life. God is wanting to bring glory there. But that last verse, he says, but when he comes, will he find faith on the earth? In reading that and reading it in the context of that entire passage. Jesus is saying, do you have the faith to really ask for it? Do you have the faith to really bring it before God? Do you have the faith to believe that whatever you ask for in prayer, if you believe you've already received it, it's going to be given to you? That you've already received it. Will he find faith on the earth? Because Jesus is wanting to come. He's wanting to come into this church and walk through the services. Will he find faith? Will we be a church that throughout this fast we know what we want and we know where we got to go to get it? That we got to go to heaven and pull it all down to earth. The things that we need and want. So right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm just going to lead us in a time of prayer. If Anita, you can hit the lights. And what I want us to do right now is I want us to, I want us to come before the Lord. And as Pastor Christian was already speaking about, I want us to be very specific with what we want for this fast. I want you to first start. I want you to be very specific as to what you want personally. Because when it comes down to it, it's first, it's you, it's you and the Lord. Intimacy starts with a one-on-one relationship, not a one-on church. And so it's got to be what you first want. What do you want from the Lord? And I want you to be in praying it. And it's going to feel weird at first. It's going to feel very selfish. It's going to feel wrong, but let your, let faith rise up in you that God's word is true and that you can ask for whatever you wish and receive it from your father in heaven. 
And so what I want us to do right now is I want us to just lift up our voices. And I want us to pray from our hearts. The things that are burdened upon our hearts. Whether it's, it's things that you've been bringing before God continually or things that you haven't told anybody that you need. I want you to begin bringing that before the Lord right now. Because this is the hour. This is the time. He's longing to hear about what is on your heart. He's longing to hear you ask for what you need. So let's take this time, church, and let's pray. Come on, church, let's bring it before our God. He said, boldly approach the throne of grace. Boldly. He wants us to boldly approach Him. You are His children.
Jesus said, Jesus said in Mark 11, 22 to 20 to 24, he said, and Jesus answered him, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I want us to take this time and I want us to pray for an outpouring upon our church. I want us to pray for an outpouring to come upon our church. And I want us to pray believing that we have already received it. Our God sits in eternity. There is no time with God. It is, it is, it is the same thing now as it, as it was 10 years ago to God. We got to pray from that place of eternity knowing that God has already given it to us. And I want us to pray I want us to pray for God's glory to show up. And I want us to pray very specifically for what that glory will look like. For healings, for miracles, for gemstones, for whatever. Stretch, let your faith be stretched in this time. And pray, and pray for God's glory, for an outpouring to come upon our church, for the kingdom of God to come upon our church. For it to shake everything. That even when people walk into the door, when they walk into the sanctuary, they fall to the ground because the power of God is so thick in the room. That there would be just a manifest presence of God in the place. Let's pray for that. Let's pray. see a cloud. I want to see your gemstone. I want to see God healing. Lord, breaking forth, Lord God, in this church, God. I want to see, Lord God, demonic strongholds being loosened off by, Father, just by the worship, just by, Father, people stepping forth, just by, Father, God, the shadow of new Philadelphia members walking by them. Yes, God. Show us your glory. Show us your glory.
You know the thing the thing about an outpouring the thing when glo- when God brings his glory into a place when God brings his glory into a place it doesn't just fill up that church but it goes out into the community. I was watching this this transformation video where God's glory showed up in Alaska, I believe. It was like in Alaska or Canada or something. And it showed up at this church and people began to repent. They began to to burn up all the things. And then what happened after that is it began to spread. It began to spread in the entire town. And what came to happen is there was a testimony as to God's glory just spreading throughout an entire community and transforming an entire community. We believe that God cannot just transform a community but an entire city. That when God's glory can come upon one church, that it can spread and it can take over an entire city. So what I want us to do, let's pray for God's glory. Not just to fill New Philadelphia, not just to fill Jubilee or OEM, but for it to spread and hit every single high place, every single place in Seoul to get hit and to be transformed. Our God can easily take a city. We're the army of God, amen? Let's take a city. We're supposed to take a city. So let's pray. Let's pray for God's glory to come and for there to be a transformation in this city. Let's pray.
got to know where we got to go to get it. And so what, right, right now what we're going to do is we're going to pray for North Korea. We're going to pray. Because God said, ask of me. He said, ask. Ask of me. And I will make the nations your heritage. And the ends of the earth your possession. The nations are but a drop in the bucket to the Lord. Like that. So what I want us to do, I want us to pray for that, that glory. I want us to pray for God's presence. The Holy Spirit to go. To go. And I want us to pray into this conflict. I want us to pray that the borders be open. I want us to pray that God's glory would come in. And He would be a vindicating God in North Korea. To bring freedom for the captive. To bring a release from darkness for the prisoner. I want us to pray for just the church to rise up here in South Korea. And for the church to rise up in North Korea. For as the church goes, so do the nations. So let us pray. Let us pray right now for North Korea. Let us pray for just a cry to come up. And for God to really move to make this nation our inheritance. To make this nation our heritage. That there will be a church plant there. That there will be just so much that the Lord's wanting to do there. So let us pray into it right now. Let's pray.
cross was not simply to redeem you and me it was to restore all of mankind it was to bring that which was lost back into the father's house that the kingdom of god would be established where the kingdom of darkness has reigned thank you so much we thank you that because of the work that you did on the cross that we can boldly come to you and that we can abide in you and we can ask for whatever we wish Lord and it will be done for us that Lord we can ask for breakthrough Lord in our personal lives we can ask for the nations Lord and it will be our inheritance we thank you God that that Lord you're drawing us to the throne you're drawing us to bring our requests before you and you alone Lord God and that we would find that you are a good God that you are a good king and that you meet all our needs Lord God all our needs Lord and what we need God is we need more of you Lord what we need God is more of your power God Lord we cannot afford to live any longer separate from your power Lord separate from your hand lord separate from your glory in our lives god we cannot afford to live that way any longer lord we need you lord we need all of you lord god so lord i just pray right now that lord you would just continue over this fast lord god and for the rest of our lives lord god bring us into that place of intimacy lord where we can ask for whatever we wish lord without shame But in intimacy and in love, God, we can come before you and ask for whatever we wish, Lord. Whatever you placed upon our hearts and whatever is already there, Lord. And that, God, that, Lord, you will hear us, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for that privilege. Thank you for your love, Lord. How you love us, Lord. And in Jesus' name, we thank you.